welcome to High Action. I'm Perry Smith. I'm Will Brom. I'm John Story, and together we're the New West Guitar Group. On today's episode, part two with Joe DiOrio. A special thanks to our Patreon members and our sponsors who make this podcast possible. For more information on High Action and how you can get involved, please visit www.newwestguitar.com slash highaction. That's right, guys. We did it. Episode 50. Can you fucking believe it? 50. Woo-hoo! Wow. Uh, this week also marks some really cool gigs for the New West Guitar Group. So before we get into part two of this incredible interview with the great Joe DiOrio, uh, Story, can you, can you give us a little bit of a rundown of some of the nice gigs that we have coming up throughout California this week? Well, um, yeah, again, we just appreciate everybody hanging out with us here for High Action, and it's now time for us to crank it up with the New West Guitar Group, see what's going down with, uh, with our live shows. And if you're in Los Angeles, we really encourage you to come check out the Sam First show. Um, tickets just went live today. Uh, and uh, yeah, that is on Thursday, August 12th. We'll be playing at Sam First, two sets, 7 and 9 p.m. It's 21 and up. Um, but come by if you're in the L.A. area. We also have a couple kind of more private engagements in the L.A. area. If you're interested in those, just drop us a line again over at Patreon. If you're up in the Bay Area, we have got a gig at the San Jose Jazz Festival. And we are being joined by the fantastic Leah Zager. She'll be playing violin and singing with us. We have a whole bunch of new arrangements. So that is at 1 o'clock at uh, the Herbert Theater, I believe it is. And if you're curious about the lineup with San Jose Jazz Festival, just check out Google San Jose Jazz Fest. So yeah, super stoked to get these New West uh, shows up and running and very stoked to get the music going, you guys. Yeah, and gosh, so 50 episodes, Will. I mean, did you ever think before the pandemic that you'd be embarking on a podcast and be 50 episodes deep? You know, it's just kind of disturbing that there's 50 episodes with my voice somewhere <laughs> on the internet. It's just, I just don't know how I feel about that. Yeah, no, man, it's been amazing. I mean, talk, the, some of the people we've talked to, it's like over the course of the year, the fact that they were available and that we were able to talk to them is just literally unbelievable. And I mean, talk about using this whole crapshoot of a year to our advantage to just learn, you know, and like yeah. not to mention just be able to share this with people that want to listen. I think this is an amazing thing for us every bit as much as it is for the, the people listening to it. Who do you think it was the funniest person we've had on the podcast? Who made you crack up the most? Oh man. Funniest person. Uh, Dave Stryker was pretty funny. Stryker's up there. Eshte, right Ron Eshte is up there. Yep. Ron Eshte. Bruce Foreman. Yes, definitely. <laughs> definitely Bruce Foreman. John, who do you think? Who do you think you learned maybe the most from? What episode really informed you? You think? Oh man, stuck with you. You know, I don't know. Maybe it's because I studied with him when I was a young guitar player. But like, again, like hearing Dan Balmer talk about how he teaches and kind of his whole mission of just kind of like letting students really explore. Jazz. I mean, it. I don't know it it really kind of hit home with me and, and made me realize like, oh yeah, that's why I, I teach the way I teach is because I studied with him when I was in high school and, and I haven't really had a time to sit down with Dan in 
over a decade and really talked to him at in depth like that. And I just it just brought me back to 20 years ago studying with him and stuff. So I probably the Dan Balmer episode for me. Yeah. yeah, definitely. A lot of good stuff. We're really proud of the podcast. Um, thank you to the listeners. You guys are a big reason why we've been doing this. Uh, and it's a lot of work, but it's a lot of reward for us too. And we hope you guys all stick around for what we have in store next season. You can always follow us on Patreon. It's the new West Guitar Group on Patreon. And uh, to close out the season, I'm just really excited to present uh, part two of our wonderful interview with the master, the great Joe DiOrio. Right. We're done. We did it. <laughs> so you're you're teaching at GIT. This is I think 1977. Shortly yeah. around this time, you published two really legendary books that, in a lot of ways, defined. Um, sort of your reputation among a lot of people. I'm talking about the method book yeah. Fusion and the method book Intervallic Design. Uh, uh, yeah, these are true. These are both, you know, really widely known among guitar players, and you kind of lay out some of um, your approach to these, these long extended yeah. lines that kind of yeah, deal with yeah. the guitar in more of a uh, vertical sense as opposed to more of a horizontal sense. Um, yeah, yeah. You know, all kinds well, of different uh, intervals and stuff. Talk a little bit about developing that book. Well, the intervallic book, I, I, I used to play the intervallic lines around around the school and in my office a lot. And Don Mock. Don Mock, right. You know, the, he's a mm-hmm. great guitar player. And Don, you, Don was associated with REH publications and... He said, "Man, why, why don't you why don't you write some of those down and publish them?" I said, "Oh man, who the hell wants all this crazy <laughs> shit?" You know, we I do. Mean, we you want know. it all. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, blues for space cadets every day, Joe. Yeah. yeah. Oh my God, you got that right. <laughs> so, uh, so what happened is uh, I, I I went back in my books, my my sketchbooks, and I saw what I had, and I took about what about fifty of them or whatever it was. And I said, well, what do you think about this, Don? He said, this is perfect. And he, said, he brought it to the publisher, and they published it. And that's how, the, that's how the Intervallic book came. I wasn't thinking much of it. That Don Mock has been the catalyst for me in a lot of different ways. He, he got me going with that book. It's a, yeah, it's a legendary book. There's a, there's a lifetime of information in there to work on. Uh, the same with Oh, Fusion. me too. I, listen to me. Let me tell you something. Don't think for one minute that I, I, I covered that book completely myself because I go back and look at it a lot of times and I start working on it uh, figure style. Oh, I wow. had uh, I had D- David Oakes teaching me how to play uh, the classical and flamenco and I was I was trying to play the lines with my finger, which is a lot easier in a way than the pick, you know. Right. Yeah, it presents presents some advantages, but maybe also some unique challenges because you were so used to getting around with the pick on that stuff. Yeah, yeah. So I enjoyed it. Bought my bought my finger. Oh, by the way, Will, I was going to ask you: Were you playing with your fingers a lot? Um, on on the album that you that you listened to. Yeah, I mean, some of the background sound like you got finger technique happening, or is that a pick? That's all a pick, man. Oh um, my god, you got a great. Wow, thank you. There might have been some hybrid finger action, but it was definitely all with a pick because that's where my 
ability oh my lies. God, that's some fantastic stuff. That's not easy to do with the pick, man. Yeah, nice tone. Nice you're probably tone. you're probably used to it now, but whoa. <laughs> well, I mean, I three people that I'm talking to, I don't have to explain to you guys. You know, like the the, the pick and how important it is and how much work it takes oh, yeah. to really oh my God, does use it. As a as a percussion instrument and as as like you know the articulation, it's a yeah. it's a oh lifelong process. Oh, is it ever? Yeah, is it ever? I used to work for hours on my right hand, man. Hours, mm-hmm. hours. Yeah. I had when I lived in Miami, there was a tree in the backyard, and it kind of drooped, and I went under the tree for hours and hours and hours, and just did right hand exercises to try to get my 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 pick happening. Well, and, and like what you were saying, where you were playing with the folk singer, um, I imagine you were probably getting, or like, you know, even having to mim- um, imitate a banjo, you know, that yeah. takes some serious right hand flat picking oh. technique. That, you uh, kick my ass, to tell you the truth, man. You know, mm-hmm. I wasn't even sure I could do the gig with, with uh, Chad. And I, I told him, I says, I don't play fingerstyle, Chad. I'll try it with the pick. If you like it, all right, I'll go for it. You know, and he, he said it was okay, but but it wasn't easy. Because there was a lot of those those fingers finger style things that were easier with the hit, with the fingers than with the pick, but uh, you know I had a pretty good right hand because I was working on it a lot, so I was, it came out okay. But I I was impressed on some of those patterns you were playing, especially now that I know you played them with the pick. You know, yeah. wow. <laughs> well, you know, we we, uh, we we love our practice time. Yeah, oh yeah. And the acoustic guitar doesn't lie. No. You know. I, I feel, oh, um, yeah. I feel like with the acoustic guitar, you can you can articulate a lot more with a pick sometimes than with an electric or a hollow body because if you you've only got the sound coming out of the instrument itself, everything yeah. is kind of separated a little more. Yeah, yeah. I love the sound of that acoustic acoustic guitar you got, man. It's beautiful. Thank you, man. Thank you. It oh, means that's a lot. A good, good guitar, yeah. Yeah, it's a good album. Real good. Well, let me let me also just mention. Uh, this reminds me one one guy that could play extremely well with the pick and also with the fingers is someone who I believe you met in the GIT years, the great Joe Pass. Oh man! And Come you've on, talked Joe. a little bit about <laughs> you and Joe Pass having some some hangs together, playing some guitars together, and and what was what was it like getting to know him? I mean, you know, for us for us, Joe, you know, you're really a, just a huge source of inspiration, but really a connection to to just so many legends in the music, and uh, we'd love well, to just know, see, know about him. Yeah, what happened is Joe Pass was on the road with Oscar Peterson, and when he came home on, on uh, you know on the layovers, he used to get bored at home, so he would come down to school. Okay. So, so the uh, Pat Hicks, the guy who owned the school, said, "Listen, Joe, you jump in the room anytime you want. We'll give you a couple hundred bucks, teach, you know." Right, right, right. So he used to come down to school, but he didn't go and teach. He came in my room. Wow! And then we start playing, and we play all day. Wow! And and uh, the kids used to come in the room, and after we play, Joe would look at them and say, "Okay, that's the lesson." <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's about all you need, you know. I that's mean, great man. God, I would have loved yeah, to have been a fly on the um, wall for those sessions. Oh, Joe's amazing, man. He he's taught me a lot just watching him. You know, one day we were playing something, 
and he played the D7 in the first position, the most stupidest chord that was ever invented, you know. <laughs> I second that. And, yes, and, I did. And I said, Joe, why did you play that chord of all the chords? And he gave me one of my greatest musical lessons. He says, Joe, it's easy, and it's got the sound. That's oh, it. Man. Hey, what could, I, what could I say to that, you know? Exactly. That's right. Oh, this and is just... it, it got me. It got me to thinking about that. And I was always trying to play these big fat sounds, you know. And I says, "Hey, man, wait a minute. Maybe a straight D seven like that is all I really need, you know." And he, it, it was great. It's a good you lesson. Know, Joe was beautiful. That's a great lesson. Oh, to Joe learn. was beautiful, man. I, I, I loved him, man. I, I think he's one of the best ever, man. There's nobody in the world that could play the American songbook like Joe Pass, man. He could play any tune, man, with his fingers, with the pick. Oh, my God, he's something else. Mm-hmm. I think he's underrated, to tell you the truth. Well, perhaps. I mean, it, I, I think he's revered in that uh, echelon of the greats, um, at least the three of us I here so, uh, yeah. certainly try not to underrate him. I mean, he's a huge inspiration for all of us, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but listen, oh, all of us, yeah. You know, as are so. you, Mr. Diorio. I know you yeah, don't. Oh, thank you. I know yeah, you, you don't always like to receive the compliments, but you know, you should you should know that you're really a you know one of the godfathers, if not the godfather of jazz guitar. Yeah. Oh my gosh, man! There's Great. there's just so much. You've just influenced so many guitar players. You've brought joy into so many people's uh, creative process with this instrument, uh, and nice. it, it's really well, not not I to think, be understated. You know. Yeah, thank you so much, man. You know, I I don't think much of it. I just do what I have to do. I I I I I. I, I I send all the praise up to God, and that's all I know. You know, I don't want to get too involved in the aggrandizement of it all, if you know what I mean. I don't want... Well, I understand. I don't... You know what I mean. I just... I'm very thankful that God blessed me so that I could help people, man. That's the greatest thing in the world, because... I mean, I'm a guy, listen to me, man, I didn't have much education, you know, I went to school, then I quit school, I dropped out of high school and all that crap, I never even went to school, you know, and I was thinking to myself, you know, man, for a guy who didn't do shit in school, you did pretty good, you know, and you, 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 you reached a lot of people, so it's, it's more than all that sometimes, you know? Well, yeah, you know... I think the guy that founded Apple, Steve Jobs, I think he also dropped out of school. So, you know, you're in good company in that regard. (laughs) (laughs) I think Pat Martino dropped out of school, too. That's right. Yeah, I think you're right. And And listen to to that guy play, man. Whoa. My God. George Benson, too. Yep. So, oh, my God. Yep. Isn't it? Isn't let, me, let me tell you a couple of West stories before I leave. Yeah, or whatever. please, please. please. Yeah. Okay, first of all, when West comes to Chicago, he would play the gig, you know, and I used to go see him play, and I said, Wes, what are you doing? He says, I said, why don't you come and stay at my apartment? Don't go in the hotel, man. It's so, you know, it's, come on. Yeah. So we come over to my house, you know, he'd stay in my, my apartment. Wow. And, of course, I was picking his brain all the time. Well, I said, Wes, when you see D minor G7C, what do you think? He says, man, it's the sound. See, a lot, too many people are putting too many symbols in front of everything. And by the time you get those symbols out of the way, man, 
you don't have any music. So Wes told me that, man. It's just the sound, the yeah. sound. Yeah, yeah. Just hear what it is and play from it. Yeah. Don't start thinking about symbols and scales and all that crap, man. It's just going to get in your way. You got to get that out of the way so you can just play. Yeah, yeah, that's deep. And uh, it's hard to do. Oh, especially when you're you're trained early on with it, man. It's very hard to do. Yep, and Wes knew the melody to everything he played too, and that certainly informed his melodic sense. And oh approach, my too. god, yeah. oh my! It was the time he came over to the apartment when he came into town because they had to take a a photo for Play Mag Playboy magazine for excuse me the best guitar player of the year. Mm-hmm. So he came over to my house to stay overnight, and then he was going to go and take the photo. So uh, we went out, and he sat in someplace, and after that, we came home. And he says, oh, Joe, i got to polish my guitar. You got any, any polish? I said, oh, yeah. So I gave him the polish. He polished his guitar, and he started playing. So I took out my guitar, and I started playing. And the two of us, man, we had the greatest time. We played for a couple of hours, man. Oh, my God. And it was one of the highest experiences of my life. Man, we just went to the zone, man. Oh, it was gorgeous. I'm curious. I'll never forget. It, do you remember any specific songs you guys played? We played Body and Soul. Mm-hmm. We played Pent Up House. Oh, yeah. I love that song. I think those were the two that I can remember at least, you know. Did did he talk to you at all about his admiration of your right hand, Joe, with the pick at all? Or was he just like, did you guys just play and not talk very much about that? No, we didn't talk much, but I know Wes. Wes is a very humble guy, man. He used to always, he would put everybody up before himself. He he was really humble, man. You said, what about this guy? Oh, he's great, man. What about that guy? Oh, he's great, man. He's better than anybody, you know. And and sometimes, man, he would be talking about people that were good, but not that great, you know. Right. So, um, yeah, Wes was a super, very intelligent, very sweet, very humble dude. Oh my God, he was a saint, man. Well, he certainly he certainly got it right with you. Uh, he knew how great you were, and obviously, you guys well, developed a great relationship. Um, you know, I, I want to see if we can talk just about um, a few of your albums, uh, just for a quick second. Um, Three of my favorite albums of yours uh, are Bonita, uh, mm-hmm. Double Take, and Rare Birds. And there are many others that I love, like Stateside and Trio Live. Oh, yeah, yeah. Solo Guitar. All, I mean, so many, mm-hmm. so many records that are a little obscure that people can find out there. Um, but there's something about uh, Bonita, Double Take, and Rare Birds. I don't know what it is. There's just a feeling in that in those recordings yeah. that really connect with me. Um, we actually, I think we wanted to take a quick listen to Bloom Dito from Bonita. Would you, can you um, hang on for a few more minutes here while we listen to this track? Oh, yeah, yeah, no, no, I'm, okay. I'm, I left time open, I'm fine. Oh, excellent, oh, okay, so we're going to see if, uh, we're going to see if we can play this for you over the phone. You'll probably hear it. This is Bloom Dito from your album, Bonita. Oh, yeah, okay. <laughs> Thank you. 
Goodness I need a cigarette. Gracious. Yeah. Oh my god. What is it? What does it feel like to listen to that, Joe? Well, I'm thinking I can't play like that now. I could tell you that, and I was thinking, my god, I was. I had some some uh, some strength. Let me put it that way. You know. You I still do. Good. You still do, man. You know. You, you still. Yeah. You write. We. I mean, Perry and I have seen it when we've come to visit you. All the writing yeah. that you're doing. Um, oh yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. and and the energy, man. Even hearing you talk today with us about all the uh, your life experience and all these players, like the energy's there, man. And that's. I mean, gosh, I don't even know where to begin asking someone like you how to get there, man, because it's it's so deep. So well, deep, here's here's my formula. When I was a young kid and starting my lessons, uh, I went to church and I prayed to God. I said, listen, you got to help me. I said, I don't know if I'm coming or going. I'm not an educated guy. you got to be my teacher. And uh, he taught me. Let me put it that way. Mm. Wow. Plus a lot of hard, a lot of hard work. You know, I used to work all the day. My father used to go to work at 7 o'clock in the morning. I'd be practicing. He come home at five or six, and I'd still be practicing. He would say, "Are you, are you in? You've been in this room all day." I said, "Yeah, you know." I was, I was compelled and obsessed. That's all I know, you know. Amen. I, yeah. I, I just, I just don't. And you guys know what it's like because you yep. do the same thing. We, you, you, we all do it because that's how we got there. You know, it's, it's not a big secret, man. And then what happens is this. If you work hard enough at it, the universe will come to your aid and push you over the rest of the way. And that's what it did with me. And uh, because I, I don't know how I got there, actually, in the in the last part of it. You know, it's just playing inside and outside and all that stuff. I just don't know, man. It's just... It's just a blessing that that came. Some some something is playing inside of me. It's the same thing when I paint. I don't even paint the pictures; they're painted by somebody else. Okay. I look right. look at the stuff and I say, "My God, I didn't do that, did I?" It's it's something that's coming through. I you know it's 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 that energy, and that's I have true. no control over it. So you know. Yeah, man, it's like the spirituality of of improvisation, right? And it's and you talk exactly. you you talked so much about that in our lessons, Joe. I remember funny a few things you've reminded me about today. First of all, we did a whole semester where you came in and you're like, "Man, let's just not use a pick for the next three months," oh, and we wow. basically. You and I sat down and played the the violin sonata number one, the fugue, the theme that bum 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 ba da 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 da. Oh da. right, right. And Joe, I have the tapes of you and I sitting there 
playing that for an hour for several lessons. And at the end of each lesson, I remember you saying things like, man, it's the spirituality of this music. It's, it's like, it's, it's, you channel that. Like, this music came before you 400 years, and then there'll be music 400 years after you. And man, for someone who was 20 years old at the time, Joe, those were some deep lessons. And I imagine that you still today feel that way, because again, we're all listening to this interview yeah. today and feeling your energy, man. It makes me want to pick up the guitar right now and play, you know? Well, you know, that's the way I feel about everything. It's all spiritual, man. I just don't want to... That's why I don't, I don't take any credit for it. I just... You know, I thank God for what I got, the gifts I have, and try to use them the best way I can. And I just, I take one link, one link in my destiny at a time. You know, that's the way it is. It's a long link, link in eternity, and I'm taking one at a time. And I, I was just thankful I met you guys in my life, man. It was important for me to have you guys in my life too, because I needed yeah. people like you around me. You know, this is, oh, you know, man. it feeds, it feeds, it feeds me too. You know, it's so important. Today's episode of High Action is sponsored by Hendrickson Amplifiers. These guys are great. They're based out in Colorado in the Denver area and they really build the guitar amplifier designed to meet the needs of the jazz guitar player. We're talking about people that want extremely high quality sound in a portable package. Yeah, their amps are not that heavy, so you can carry them around at the gig, to your friend's house, wherever you're going. The keys to their success have been manufacturing in their own facilities, keeping their quality control as high as possible, using all analog designs to preserve tonal integrity, 100% commitment to the absolute best customer service in the industry. Believe me, we know these guys, they're great. So check out Hendrickson Amps if you want to get a good tone out of your guitars. Yeah, we, we've got some good memories, you know, back at the USC days. Do you yeah. feel like do you feel like that was really uh, like a high point of your teaching, or do you feel like your teaching now is a high point? Um, I know you talked a lot about in our lessons how you always felt like you were learning and you were learning how to teach, and then today you mentioned about how your teaching was really a flow where you just would kind of take it one day at a time and just really oh, get yeah. deep with each student. So I'm just curious, were those times looking back at USC when Perry and I were there with you, um, do you feel like that that was really an apex of your college teaching at that point too? Well, you see, teaching you guys was very easy because you were both so advanced. And, uh, I mean, you know, Perry, you remember when you and I used to sit, sit around and play Embraceable You all the time, and that, yeah. was, that was part of the lesson, you know, because yeah. it, it gave us a chance to improvise and see what it was all about, you know. It wasn't like play this, play that, you know. And what came up, it just gave us inspiration at the moment, and I, I, I believe in that more and more as I get older, you know. Yeah, yeah, man. Um and and do you feel like students have changed over the years, or do you feel like we're all asking the same questions to you, Joe? That's interesting. Well, first of all, it's very difficult to have students like you guys because they don't. You know, it's a lot of them just don't just don't have the real deal. You know, I hate to say that, but it's true. Yeah. And uh, yes, they have changed, or maybe they haven't really changed. Maybe they've always been that way because I think there's some people that are going to play, and some people that'll never play. 
Right. I hate right. to I hate to say that, you know, especially when it comes to improvising, man. Yeah, well it's and you you had a deep respect for your students, man. You talked highly about everybody and about what their strengths and weaknesses were. But you also, man, you could kick like a mule in your lessons, Joe. I'd oh, leave wow. those lessons feeling like I had to go practice for like a week straight, you know. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, that's good because actually that's what we need to do. I, yeah, I right. keep thinking about the same thing, too, to tell you the truth, John. I think, I, I'm thinking I wish the hell I... I had a week straight with nobody around me where I could just sit and work on all this stuff. But there's too many interruptions in life, you know. What can I tell you? Right. There's always something that's getting, life gets in the way, so to speak. Yeah, man. And, you know, I think musicians of our generation are facing some different challenges than musicians of oh. your generation. In particular, like, how do we, like, you were talking about a record deal being kind of your big moment, per se, or being on, like, and for us, you know, record deals don't really exist anymore. It's about doing yeah, projects right. like this and and establish. Yeah. But but establishing community is still a big part of it, man. And that's the lineage that we get from guys like you. Uh, hearing yeah. you talk about Ira and Eddie Hare, all these Sunny Stead, all these Wes, it just inspires us to want to build the, build the community out more too. Um, yeah. And and yeah. and you know, by you talking today a lot about this, it's helping Joe because our students are going to hear this interview too, man. It's just it's so gold that you that you've shared with us a lot of this info today. Oh, too. I hope. Oh, yeah. I hope. I hope. Well, you know, that's the name of the game is teaching. It's the only way the the universe goes ahead by uh, by helping by helping one another, you know, and, and I'm very lucky and really, really blessed to be able to extend whatever I know, you know. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, Joe, John and I will be eternally grateful for having the chance to study with you. Um, we've, oh, we've passed wow. along a lot of the material that we've learned from you onto Will Brom here. Uh, Indeed. Oh, thank I, you. I wanted to just give Will a chance to ask you um, a few more questions. Go ahead. Um, yeah, go ahead, we, Will. Before we wrap up here. Yeah, Don't Joe. Be, so this is yeah. kind of our first time actually really getting to interact. Um, man, yeah. just, just listening to that recording, like I'm... I hope you don't mind if I talk shop a little bit about like I mean no, just go ahead, go the, ahead. man the way you get around the guitar. Um, I'm curious. Uh, you know, Perry and I are big 175 users, and um, and John has the L5. With with your with your 175, did you ever mess around with playing on a pickup other than the neck pickup, or did you never even like bother and just stick with the neck pickup? I think I used the neck pickup, but maybe sometimes I would put the back pickup on just to get a little, uh, a little bite, you know. Yeah, because you, you, I just even listening to that recording, like that, the round, even, beautiful sound that you got, and it wasn't like howling on the low end, and you know, I always just like, like to ask. I hope you don't mind the gear question. Oh no, no, I, no, not at all. No, yeah. It's, uh, the sound is very. The sound is so important, but you know, what I always did is I plugged in, and I try to keep. I try to keep. I try to keep the sound mellow first. Mm -hmm. And if it gets too mellow, then I want to put a little something from the back pickup, man, just to just to give it a little bit of edge so that it comes through. Some but I don't want to lose that mellowness. That's the thing about it. Like some guys put too much on, you know, mm -hmm. it gets too bright, and. So I try to I try to get that very delicate blend, which is not always easy with some amps. You know, I remember playing 
a Fender amp in, in Europe, and I couldn't get the sound for whatever I tried to do, man. I just couldn't get that mellowness. It, it can be hard with, with those hollow bodies, man. Some amps yeah. will just bite you. Um, yeah. I'm also curious, what are uh, what are some picks, guitar picks, that you enjoy using? Well, I'm a guitar pick fanatic. Everybody knows that. Amen, yeah, Perry and those Amen. guys, you know. They, yeah, they, man. They, <laughs> you're in good but, company. Well, I use um, is it the yeah Fender and Dunlap, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, not, sometimes the big ones, I call that the shovel, but sometimes I like it. And then the, yeah. So you like the teardrop the picks? Yeah, I do like the teardrop a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Joe yeah. Pass used Joe Pass used to cut the thing, uh, just the tip. He just used to play with the tip of the pick. Interesting. I said, Joe, how do you do that, man? It just barely had any pick at all. Huh. That was huh. interesting, wasn't it? Yeah. 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 I mean, he did. He didn't have a lot of pick in his hand, man. I tell you that right now. Huh? Oh. He just just a little tiny piece of the pick. Um, Joe, I'm also curious. What kind of strings do you prefer using? Do you like round wound or flat wound? No, I like round wound because the flat ones they, they seem dead to me. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. And I make up my own gauge. I think I use. Uh, wait a minute. Hold on. If I'm right, eleven, thirteen. 16, uh, 42, uh, 32, 42, 52. I, uh, no, no, wait a minute. 22, 32, 42. I don't use okay. that. I don't, try not to get too heavy. On the bottom there, yeah, because sure. Because I can't move fast, I can't move fast enough with a heavy string. It just holds me back, you know? Um, well, I, I think, I think listening to that recording and, and the listeners who are listening, they hear the, the connection and the, you know, for lack of a better word, the fire that you have yeah. connected to the music. Um, I'm just wondering if you have any words just on a, on a technical standpoint or on a, you know, a person and the guitar standpoint of something to keep focused on in practice, you know? Uh, yeah. Well, well, the first several things you have to do is if you, if you, if you, if you, uh, first of all, you gotta, you gotta have the flow. You gotta be, you gotta be able to flow all over without interruptions that's a very important thing. Now, I never got the flow from the scales at all. I got the flow from learning the ideas all over the guitar. In other words, if I had an idea in the first position, I would learn it in the third, the fifth, the seventh, the tenth, the twelfth. I would learn the idea all over so that if I could grab it in whatever position I was, I don't want to be jumping all around. I want the thing to be able to flow into, into, into uh, whatever it was that I was playing. So work out your ideas all over the instrument in several positions, on the bottom, in the middle, on the top, and all those different positions. Just keep, just keep the notes flowing. If you have to play two or three notes at a time with the chromatic scale, that's fine. Use it. But, but don't jump. Try, try, try to go smoothly from one position to the, to the next. Well, I, use, I just... Yeah. Yeah, I just use a couple of notes out of the chromatic scale to get from one position to the next sometimes, so I keep it smooth, you know. We can we can hear it. I'm wondering, maybe we could play another quick clip. Um, I yeah, love that last clip so much. Um, yeah, okay. Do we have time for that? Yeah. How about we play Double Take from uh, Autumn Leaves, Perry? Is that good? Oh, yeah. <laughs> this is another album I was talking about, Joe, the one you did with Ricardo Del Fra uh, from the live oh, concerts yeah, Ricardo, in Italy. Yeah. This has been a great... Really influential album for me. Uh, let's let's play a little bit oh. of it. 
Okay, here we go. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. You know, Amen. Uh, Joe, one of the things that I just want to jump in here, this is Perry again, just want to say what really defines, yeah, yeah. defines your playing so much is that this, this ability to snake in and out of the harmony and to kind of use that tension and release when you're going in and out of the chordal structure. It's so effective. Yeah. And, and, you know, from years of studying with you, I can almost see you playing these lines and yeah, see, see the way you're well, right. Yeah, that's- yeah, and to see the way your right hand uh, would articulate these lines, you know that it's it's hard for the listener just to to uh, understand that if you're just listening. But you had this beautiful connection with your right and your left hand. It was like you could do a sweep pick, a sweep picking move to kind of get across the strings. You had this beautiful legato stuff that you were doing, um, and then you're able to move in and out of the harmony and articulate each note if you needed to. It's, it was really just a fascinating yeah. approach to, to the guitar, Joe. It's just, it's just really well, incredible. Well, you know, I'll tell you, I'll tell you how that came about. When I was talking, you know, my teacher, Fred, Fred Bredice, he, he, uh, he used to have this flow. He didn't have so much of a syncopation or a rhythmical approach, you know. But 
when I was younger, I used to just imitate the, the, the continuous flow without any rhythmical uh, rhythms added to it. Right. And for a long time, I did that just to keep the flow going, so right. to speak. And then after after a while, I started to get a little more daring with rhythms, and uh, that helped me a lot to uh, to squeeze in and out of the harmony because the rhythm sometimes will will get you through the harmony, even though you instead of trying to always flow through the harmony, you can play a rhythmical phrase and get through it. Yeah, and uh, that's what that's what I think that 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 particular take has a good. Uh, variety of that on oh absolutely the, yeah absolutely but, but the truth of the matter is you just got to keep it flowing keep everything flowing don't interrupt the flow because the flow is is the flow is is uh that's the force mm-hmm. man you took the words right out of my mouth not even oh, yeah. joking like the force. yes the force man that's it yeah you got to have the force going for you, man. You know, I hear everybody who plays got it. Everybody who's got the real deal has got that force in their music, man. They just keep it. They just keep it going. Yeah, man. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's, yep. That's the truth of the matter. Now, you know, it's uh, it's a lifetime's worth of work, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. It's it's you know we keep improving on it and and growing with it. I, yeah, man. I mean, you're. You, oh, sorry, Perry. I was just saying. You always talked about the right brain guitarist, Joe, and that's it, right there, right? Versus the left oh, brain. Oh God, yeah. yeah, yeah. No, no. I was just gonna say. I tell you, man. I'm not a. I'm not what you might call an intellectual guitarist because I don't think about all the, all the formulas and all that stuff. Just like Wes. Wes. Wes never thought about the formulas. I know it. And when he told me it was just the sound, that just reinforced my my thought about it. I just. Try to go with what's there at the moment. I don't want to think about those things that this goes here. Sometimes when guys are start talking about technical stuff, it goes way. It goes beyond me. It goes. I mean, I I do know what it means, but I turn I turn my head off because I don't like it. Mm-hmm. I just want to flow. I just want I just want to hear what I'm playing at the time and just get through it that way. Well, that that reminds me of a uh, of a quote of yours that I wanted to kind of share with you as we're as we're wrapping up here. Um, but it was about a year ago you did a really nice interview in Jazz Times with Bill Bill Mikowski. Um, oh wow! And there's a great quote that you have in there that I just want to read to you. Uh, it starts yeah. out like this: It says, "The idea in improvising is to free yourself from left brain thinking." The left side of the brain wants to know exactly what it's doing through every step of the process, whereas the right brain is purely intuitive. It loves to take chances and be creative. And when that right brain starts to kick in, then you'll start to come up with things you never thought of before. And I feel like that really sums up you know, what you're talking yeah. about, Joe, is turning off that analytical Absolutely. part of the brain um, yeah. and just letting yeah. Yeah. the creativity flow through you. you. You talked a lot about being... Uh, a conduit for creativity, whether you're painting or whether you're playing guitar, and yeah, I, that's it. Yeah, I remember early on in our lessons, you we would talk a lot about this, about like how do you get in the zone and how do you stay in that zone, and yeah, uh, there's so much that goes into that. You know, when you're playing oh, with a, yeah. 
when you're playing with a, a big rhythm section, you might be dealing with a lot of things that can distract you out of that zone. Um, that's why it's so yeah. great to hear you in just duo with another guitar player or with another bass player because I yeah. feel like it, it frees up space for you to really allow that flow to just happen. Um, it's oh, yeah. Describe. Yeah, let it, just, just let it go. Yeah, let it flow. You know, Will, before I forget, um, mm-hmm. Ron and I did a duo oh, years ago, and it never came out. That's wow, but, I would love to hear that. Well, Ronnie, Ronnie's in the process of of, of getting it out now, and there's some cool. sensational stuff on Man, that. Man, I right? imagine. I mean, there's some some. Ron does some amazing things, and he's the greatest accompaniment, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, good, yeah. and we're just we're just flowing right through there, man. But on top of that, when we used to play at Dante's, I would record a lot of it, you know. And I got mm-hmm. tons of tapes of Ron and I playing at Dante's, man. Good stuff, you know. Do a, a quartet bass drums in the two of us you know well listen joe uh we don't want to take up too much more of your time but i, I just want oh, i don't care i just want to tell you <laughs> how much of an uh honor it has been to talk oh, to you oh my god and you. you know your your influence on the three of us and jazz guitar players at large is just tremendous uh there's so many pearls of wisdom that I'll be thinking about for the rest of my life that came from you. Oh, all of us, yeah. I'll be thinking about them, too. One of the things... They, that, they affect me. Oh, excuse me, go ahead. No, no, I was just going to say, one of the things you told me that, that really stuck out and hit me over the head when I met you when I was a young kid is you said, you said, look, man, the first 20 years are a warm-up. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's just a, just a practice session. And I think about that often, you know, um, because we Well, really, you're past that now. I can hear it. Well, it's yeah. I've been trying to warm up, and now I'm trying to get into some stuff. And you know, maybe oh, in another twenty it, years, I'll have I'll have something to say about it. But uh, well, it, try, try eternity. Forget twenty. Try eternity. <laughs> we'll, we'll be working at this all through eternity. But man, none, none, nevertheless, I mean, I don't know if you guys realize how much you all accomplished in your life, man. I can see. From another perspective, I'm like the guru up on the mountain who can see it, see down in the valley, you know. But you yeah. guys accomplished quite a bit, my God. And John, your talent is amazing. Yeah, thanks. You man. know, John, I tell you something. I don't know if you're interested in this, but you could be a major star with that voice of yours. Man. Oh, you dude, thanks, Joe. That's really sweet of you. You know, man. I tell you something, John. You got the sweetest voice, man. My God, John, you're so good. Well, thanks for checking out the record, man. I appreciate it, dude. Yeah. I know your playing, of course, is is phenomenal, and you're so good at everything, my God. Well, you remember... All you you guys. Yeah, no, I was just going to say, you remember all the... You told me to sing a lot more in college, and um, do you remember my mom coming by SC with the musical Saw, and you guys playing Somewhere Over the Rainbow? (laughs) Do you remember that? She came by and hung out one of our lessons. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. And I remember you and my mom being like, "You got to sing more." But no, it's 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 all the same to me, man. I think for Perry and Will too, we all think of it. It's like our instrument, the guitar, is such a vocal instrument. And you showed us that, man, on like how to really sing on your instrument. And again, like like Perry said, it's like it's so hard to even say thank you, man, because it's like, I, I realize the way to say thank you to a mentor like you is just to continue to fulfill your purpose in life. And for all of us, it's playing it's playing the guitar and, and getting out there, man. And 
Um, it's just, yeah, those Let are me some tell good you, years. You're all, you're all masters, man. Believe me when I tell you, man. You're all, you don't realize it because you've been working so hard and you're so close to it. But all you guys, man, all three of you, man, are just master musicians, man. Your music is beautiful, man. And it's going gonna, it's gonna to go very far, you know. I mean, life is strange, man. Things happen when they're, when they're supposed to happen. And, mm-hmm. I, I mean, I don't know what you guys are after, but whatever you're after, believe it or not, sooner or later it'll be fulfilled for you. I know that because... Everything, everything comes to pass. Everything comes to pass. You'll get a chance to do everything you want, and if not in this life, in future lives, in the in the universe, and you got a long way to go, man. Well, Joe, you know your your inspiration has really fueled us through the years, you know, and it started with hearing you play the guitar. Um, oh, and, thank you. And then it continued with you know getting to know you and studying with you and learning learning about the things that you shared with us about the guitar. And I just, I want to make sure to, to say this to you because it's really important to me, but uh, later on, more recently, the inspiration that I've gained from you, you know, you, uh, you suffered from a, a terrible stroke uh, that took, took, yeah, out, yeah. took out your left side. Yeah. And to see yeah. you continue to work at the craft, Joe, to come yeah, to your well, house yeah. and to see all the pages and pages of music that you've written out that you have at the ready for me to share with me and others. Um, that's a, a whole yeah. other level of inspiration that I, I never thought I would feel from you. And yeah. it's, just, it's been pretty well, amazing to, to see you continue at the pace you've continued uh, at this point in your, your career. It's, it's fascinating. It's amazing. So I just want to tell you how oh, much it's you. meant to me and to a lot of people. I want to say one more thing uh, about Melody. Yes. Yeah, oh, we didn't please. Talk, we didn't please, let's hear it. <laughs> okay, yeah, listen. Um, maybe it's easier on, on ballads, you know, but what I try to do is, first of all, if you get the sound right, the sound carries you into the next note. Give it a millimeter of a second, and it'll tell you where to go. You don't always have to try to rush into the note. Mm-hmm. Give it a give it a, a millimeter of a second to show itself, because a lot of times when I play a melody, I don't know what the next note is going to be, but it'll come to me if I just wait, if I just hesitate for a second. Yeah, but wow. try to get this, get the sound first, get that biggest, fattest sound you can get, because the sound carries you into something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The sound flows. And it, it, it knows where to go all the time. It never makes a mistake. But you got to get used to it, like everything else. You know, you got to get you got it. You got to get in tune with that that kind of vibe. Yeah. And that's how I look at a lot of melodies, especially when I'm playing ballads. You know, I just let it take care of itself without trying to rush into the next note. You you see what I mean? Mm-hmm. I do, well, Joe. And yeah, think about that because the melodies are so great, man. Learn to play melodic as you can, man. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And you'll be surprised when you're playing up tempos. Then it happens. Then too, you can play more melodic up tempos once you get used to that. You know. Yeah, man. That's you know, let me tell you something, man. That's a lifetime's worth of work. I've been trying to play lyrical all my life, man. You know, you got you got to. That's that's an ass kicker in playing English. It is. Yeah, I, I, I remember yeah, um, 
when I would study with you at, at, at SC and we'd play Embraceable You and you would just sit there staring at me playing these big melodies on the guitar, whether they were <laughs> deep on the bottom strings or high up. Yeah. And you'd just be looking yeah. at me and just slaying, slaying, crushing yeah. with these melodies. And then maybe the next yeah. tune we would be playing up-tempo all over the place. But I know for you that the foundation is the melody and it's, it's about continuing the melody. Yeah. And I'm always learning it too, man. I can never get enough of it, and it always unfolds itself. And I want, and I'm always looking to get better at it. I'm always looking to get better at it. I'm always looking to get better so that I can, I can uh, jump off at any point and play anything I want from the melody. Wow. Uh, that's what I got from Bird. Bird does that at at a, at a drop of a hat. He'll start anywhere and just make it all work out right and just land right back on that melody, man. It's just absolutely amazing. Yeah, man, there it is. There it is. Guess is yeah. Comes full circle right back to Bird, like we were talking about at the beginning of this interview. So, And um, I'll tell you another one, too, man. Don't don't, don't neglect Getz. Getz is a, so melodic. It's unbelievable. Oh, yeah. Totally, yeah. man. Oh, yeah. my God. Where does he get those melodies from, that one, man? And the, yeah. and the sound. The sound is... is... Oh, my <laughs> God. Yeah. yeah it's it's amazing, man. It's, yeah, and Lester Young and guys like that. You know, don't sell those old guys short, man. They knew no. something. Yeah, yeah. Well, Joe, you know, you're a part of that pantheon of oh, uh, thank you, jazz man. legends. Thank you. And uh, within the realm of jazz guitar, you know, f for longer than we've been alive, you've been considered one of the greats. And uh, I just well, really I know want I'm you to know that, in, you know. Yeah, thank you so much. I know I'm a legend in my own mind, that's for sure. That's <laughs> <laughs> one thing's for sure, Joe, we got to get up there and have some of that pizza you got in Waterbury well, you guys, soon. You guys are going to come for the pizza, Because that, that pizza is the most epic Italian food. Waterbury has the most epic Italian food I've ever oh, had Oh, you in my got life. some real good stuff. Will, you got to come up here too, man. Let's do it. Let's well, do well, it. Okay. When it's safe to travel, the three of us will come up and play some tunes for you, and you'll kick oh, us yeah. in the butt, just like an old oh, mule, I don't Joe. Know if I, I don't know if I'll do any kicking, but I'll be glad to hear you play, man. That's the important thing. Listen, Hell, listen Joe, yeah. last time I was there, you kicked my butt on the melody, like you always do. I, I came in no. with all this fancy shit, and you're like, okay, yeah, sounds good. And then you played one or two notes, and it just kicked <laughs> my ass. So that's, that's still what yeah. you're able to do. and. Listen, I know you have a birthday coming up, August sixth. So I want to wish oh, you. Yeah. I want to wish you a happy birthday a little early. Oh, thank you, thank um, you, thank you. I will try to come see you around then. It would be great to say hello. But Joe, it has really just yeah. been such an honor for us to speak with you. Oh, thank you for taking you. the time. I, well, I feel the same way about you guys, man. You're my my prodigy. You know, that's if I could put it that way. You're yeah. my my brothers. My yeah, man. Well, my it, simple brothers. It really is an honor, and um, I I hope that you have a great rest of your day. Please please say hi to Tina for us. Yeah, man, Tina, what? Tell tell her hi. Yeah, we will. Well, I'm gonna jump on my harmonica this afternoon and pr practice my bird licks. Okay, good <laughs> yes. luck with that, man. You better, you better have a chromatic harm harmonica then. <laughs> well, I got it, but it ain't that easy, man. Let me tell you. <laughs> yeah, I can bird, imagine. Bird, bird, Bird on the harmonica is not an easy challenge. <laughs> oh my God! Just uh, just don't work on your limericks, Joe. I remember you had some good ones in our lessons too. <laughs> <laughs> we would talk. I love those. 
those limericks for about an hour, Joe. The, uh, the, the, oh, yeah, I know the limericks. I need some new ones to tell you the truth. You know? Yeah, watch out. Some of those, uh, yeah, some of those are pretty, pretty fast. <laughs> yeah, you can, yeah. Um, but you yeah, know, man. Again, yeah, again, just Joe. Thank you, man. And and how oh, I'm going how I'm going to carry on what you've taught me, man, is just to feel the spirit every time I pick up the guitar, man. Whether yeah. I'm just playing as a practicing or I'm teaching a lesson or I'm playing like the gig of my life, I'm just going to be trying to feel the spirit, man, because that's how, that's what you do. That's what you taught me, man. So thank that's you for that. That's all it is, yeah. Yeah, yeah get man. the spirit going and the rest is, the rest takes care of itself. Okay, All right, Joe. guys, have a, have a great rest of the day and remember I love you and I'll talk again soon, all right? All right, we all love right, you, brother. We love you back. Bye-bye. Be well. You too. Bye-bye. Be healthy. See ya, man. Thank Bye. you. Thank you. You guys stay well, too. All righty. Bye-bye. Thanks again for joining us for another exciting edition of High Action. We'd like to take this moment to thank our sponsors for making this podcast possible, especially those who follow us on Patreon. If you'd like to join us, visit us at www.patreon.com slash Group. There you can subscribe monthly to our Patreon page and get exclusive content from today's podcast. Lastly, don't forget to subscribe on Apple Podcasts for all the future episodes. Once again, I'm John Story with New West Guitar Group, and thanks for joining us on High Action.